Welcome to the very first episode of the Unedited Series podcast, where we strive to live more boldly, more courageously, to live a life that is unedited, where you show up as more of yourself in a world that applauds inauthentic expression. I'm your host, Ari Von Bensinidahosa. I consider myself a peacemaker, a lover of justice, but I'm also a lawyer and the executive director for Pathfinders Justice Initiative, an NGO which seeks economic justice for women in Nigeria. I consider those my uh, side hustles, but today with me on the podcast, is the first boy I ever loved and my older brother and I'm also glad to say my friend the brilliant Dr. Feb Idahosa. I actually struggled actually trying to think of which title to introduce you as but I settled ultimately on change agent um, but you're also the president of Benson Idahosa University here in Nigeria you're a minister you're head of cabinet I mean what's the easiest way to like, actually introduce you my brother <laughs> works for me <laughs> my brother works yeah I'm so glad no, to have you fine. on here. Thank Go you, ahead. thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. Anything's fine, either one. Anything? Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anything? Well, I think everyone has something that they do that they try to define themselves as. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, the world has to define you. And I like your introduction where you said people applaud the inauthentic versions. But really, the truth is we need to find what who we really are and come out as that. So. Exactly. So I'm so glad to have you on here with me for our first episode for two particular reasons. Um, The first is that you were one of the people who strongly encouraged me to start the Unedited Series podcast. But secondly, because as I was putting together this list um, and thinking through how I would define each of these underrated leadership skills um, that we'll be discussing today, um, I recognize that you actually imbibe imbibe so many um, of them. And by the way, um, as an aside for those of you who are listening, this was actually a post, um, initially started as a post that um, ultimately went viral, has had over 1 million views across um, multiple platforms. So there's obviously something about these skills that strongly resonates um, with so many. And we hope that you'll agree with that today. So if you're ready, let's jump um, right in. These are my top six underrated leadership skills that break down hierarchy and infuse trust and relatability. So the first one is humility. Um, which I initially described as freedom from arrogance and pride, the ability to understand that your strong sense of identity defines but does not inflate your relevance. But I'll add, I think, that um, it's also the ability to see yourself as you are, um, recognizing your own fallibility. Um, This certainly, to me, is a leadership skill that when I was in corporate America um, didn't feel like something that was applauded um, in what felt like a doggy-dog world. Is there any particular reason why you think humility is not applauded? I think humility is not applauded because it doesn't just sound sexy in a way. It doesn't sound like a thing where you say, oh, this person is such a great leader because he's humble. And one of the reasons like that is, is because all the people that we see as presidents or strong leaders who run large organizations, you will not hear that as the first thing people talk about them as. But in the book, Good to Great, Jim Collins did a study where he looked at several companies and he said many of these companies that actually rose from being just good to being great had leaders who had what who were, who were what they call level five leaders mm-hmm. and these level five leaders he didn't necessarily call them humble but he said these level five leaders had certain skills and one of those skills that the leaders who had that were level five which means they were, they were the ones that really grew their companies well and did all these great things he said one of them is that these leaders were able to look we're able to um, discern the difference between the mirror versus the window. So let me give you an example by that. Yeah. So when a leader does something great, the leader would look at the mirror and say, is it me that did this? Mm-hmm. Or do you look at the window and say, 
look at the, my organization, look, look at the people who are here. And these people who are here in, in the organization helped us become what we are. So a leader who is a level five leader would do more for when good things happened, he would look out the window and mm. point to the organization and point to people who are around them. And then when bad things happened, they would look at the mirror and say, what did I do wrong? What can I make different? And so the ability to be able to look, to know the difference between the mirror and the window and mm. when to use each one really makes a level five leader. So for me, I think um, a humble leader who's able to look at that mirror at the right times and the window to say, look, I don't mind helping sharing the credit. Let's let other people know that they've done well well let us know what has helped us that is what helps leaders do well mm -hmm. oh i suppose i love that um analogy as well um so moving on the next one is confidence um which i des describe as self-trust right the ability the belief in your own powers your trustworthiness and reliability is to be full of conviction about who you are without being intimidated by the strengths of others for me i think there's a fine line though between confidence and arrogance right which is you know the latter being what we tend to see particularly in the corporate world how do you think we ensure that we don't actually cross that thin line um, to the other that's a very good question for me i believe that i think any great leader has to have a level of arrogance that says i know what i'm doing i know how this works but at the same time too you must have that humility so to me i look at confidence being arrogance that is humble which mm. means i know what i'm doing i've done this well i know how to do it but at the same time too i'm humble enough to say it's not just me it's all of us working together and so that's why i said the arrogance that says you can't just mess with me i know what i know what to do i know how to get this done is very very important and then you're humble about it enough to say look let me help all of us do this together so confidence is very very necessary um arrogance is actually there but you don't call it arrogance because you need to be humble enough to say let's pull our hands together it wasn't just me that did this but at the same time too i can i can help i have an example of that i remember um richard roberts mm -hmm. um shared to me about when he was the president of, of oru and he shared at the beginning he said look when he was just starting out he would always tell people oh i'm, I'm just learning i'm new on the job i'm just doing this forgive me be patient with me but then he told me he said look after a year or two on the job he's, he was no longer just learning he actually knew what he was doing right but you at the same time can't come out now and say okay hey I, okay, i'm here look at me i'm the, I'm the star so he, there's a way to balance that and say yes you're arrogant because you know what you're doing now and you don't let people put you down because that's what they want to do mm -hmm. at the same time too you still know that it's enough to say i know what i'm doing now i don't have to keep on going back and saying i'm still new still learning but i know what i'm doing mm -hmm. so it's that arrogance that is humble right so actually it's a, it's a combination i think of the first of the first two the two traits actually complement um, each true. other right very true um the next is uh, self-awareness the ability to see yourself clearly and objectively through sober reflection and introspection the ability to tune into your feelings, your thoughts, and your actions, and ultimately, it's emotional intelligence. And so, as I mentioned, like during my time in corporate, I was, you know, I spent 13 years uh, practicing law. Um, this certainly wasn't a skill that I found many in leadership uh, to have. But I often find that those who are part of, you know, what many people term the critical minority, all tend to be extremely self-aware. How crucial do you think um, that particular trait is to succeeding in leadership? It's extremely crucial because, like you mentioned earlier on. There has to be that belief in yourself. Mm -hmm. There has to be that I'm aware of who I am, what I can do, what I know. And it's those things that you know that are in the back of your mind that help you now become that. Right. See, people that who tend to be shy or who are introverts, like I am, many of us are, mm -hmm. will know what we can do. 
but then because we're a little bit shy or we, we, we don't like to show off all these things we tend to keep that inside but you have to be aware of your skill and that's why you will see people who are doing certain things uh, critically aware of how good they are so look at a Michael Jordan for example who mm-hmm. was a great basketball player or anybody who, who was great at a sport now football from soccer to football to basketball all these guys know what they are good at so if you know that then it helps you lead your team those who are following you to become what they can be or the best they can be so mm-hmm. look at sports teams look at leadership teams look at organizations from any but from anyone who has done a, any organization that's doing a great that's doing billions today or sports mm-hmm. the people who are the captains who are the heads of the teams know how good they are they don't brag about it right, but they yeah. say i'm aware of this and so that awareness leads you to believe in your power Mm -hmm. and you can use that to help other people come along as well right and the other side of the coin i think to that is that the more self-aware you are the more you know what you're not good at and you can bring on people on your team that can fill in those gaps excellent um for you as well so it's not that so it's not that you're just you know i think a lot of leaders tend to think oh i i'm i have the capacity to learn everything no you're not everything right so i think that self-awareness helps you to actually narrow down as well to um to fill in some blind spots very true let me jump in there Mm -hmm. i think the same way as well too if you know what you're good at know what you're not good at then any leader who is humble enough and confident Mm -hmm. will be able to say i have skills in this area I don't have skills in the other area. So let me find people who are who have skills in the other area because exactly. they will complement us mm-hmm. to raise our, our religion better. Because mm-hmm. you can't do everything. So the next one I think is is, is, is difficult for a lot of uh, leaders, vulnerability, um, the willingness to be seen, right, and emotionally exposed in front of those you lead. Um, I think particularly in our context in Nigeria, um, where vulnerability is often seen as a weakness, um, how have you as a leader, right, been able to strike this balance um, in an environment where you're expected to always lead from a place of strength and no weakness? So I think all of these tie together, humility, the confidence, the self-awareness, all tie together because then when you're now, when you know all of these things, you know that you can be vulnerable to people who are on your team mm-hmm. that you trust. Exactly. You say, no, I don't have to be always on top all the time. I don't have to be the one who knows everything because I don't. So Craig Rochelle mm-hmm. says this. He says, people would rather follow a leader who is always real than one who is always right. Hmm, but most good. of us tend to try to say, we're always right. We don't want to show that we don't know something here. But anybody who doesn't, who, who is always pretending to know everything will eventually lead their team to the wrong place because mm-hmm. you don't know everything. There are people who are smarter than you are. And if you have to be humble enough to bring them on your team, say, let's do this together. So I'm vulnerable to say I don't have a skill in this particular area, so let me find somebody else. But I'm okay to say I'm still the leader and doesn't make me less of who I am. Yeah, and when I think about like I think about the team that I lead now, um, the more vulnerable that vulnerable I've been, the more I've been able to help to develop other people in their own skills. Excellent. Set, right? Because I've been able to say, look, I'm actually not good at this thing. I mean, anybody who knows me knows that I still count on my fingers. I'm not going to be the accountant. I'm not the one who's right. actually going to be submitting the annual report um, on finance, finances. And so being able to say, look, I'm not actually good at this thing. Let me find somebody who's much better at it that will complement, like you mentioned, um, the work that we're doing ultimately right. is what advances the the, the overall objective um, of, of the organization. Yeah? And if you look at that, you see that that's, that's actually humility, 
and it's also confidence mm -hmm. and it's also being self-aware so all of yeah. these tied together um one thing i learned from my father-in-law dr gary whetstone he says this says don't educate your weaknesses mm -hmm. so what it means by that is this if i like you just said now about counting on your fingers you can spend time to go back to school to educate yourself to learn how to be an accountant mm -hmm. but you will never be as good as somebody who wakes up every morning who loves numbers understands right, numbers right. who breeds numbers so i don't need to educate that weakness i need to just hire that weakness mm -hmm. and that takes all of these skills together so much cheaper too to just hire the and then, then educate well that's a hashtag right there don't educate your weaknesses um moving on to compassion um number five is a mutual connection with the pain and the suffering of those that you lead the willingness to enter in and suffer with and for me this is absolutely crucial um as a leader and i don't think i've been a i've come across a good leader that has not exemplified um this um this trait of compassion um but i think you know, when I see when I see it practicalized in the real world, um, real leaders actually enter in, right? They suffer it. I've seen it in your life and, and also in the life of our mother who leads millions across the world. Why do you think it's so crucial to actually enter in and suffer with, um, for particularly with the people that you're leading? This is very important because compassion is actually a response to a need that is universal. Everyone has this need to feel like they're part of something, part of a community. So there's universal fear, which is the fear of the outsider, the fear that, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. I need to be protected. That's the fear everybody has. And that leads to a need to be part of a community, mm -hmm. which Marcus Buckingham describes in his book as well too. But the truth is, anyone who's compassionate then knows that people have this feeling of vulnerability. They have these things. So as a leader, you help them raise, rise to the level of strength. You help them stand up. You help them become better. That's what compassion is, really. I understand how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to help you through that feeling. You know, as, as, as a pastor as well, I, I have this... I understand this, in, in, I understand this in the context of, of, of the pastoral setting where the Bible tells us that we have a leader who knows the feeling of every infirmity we have. Mm -hmm. He knows how we feel all of these things. And it's because he knows how we feel that we are drawn to him. Right. So any leader who yeah. knows how you feel, understands that they can show you compassion, people are drawn to those leaders. That's that's really really good. I think it's also about asking questions, right? And when you when we talk about how how you as a listener can practicalize this, it's ensuring that um, you're curious, right, about the lives of those that you lead, so that they feel seen and validated. All right. So the final uh, leadership trait is uh, discernment, the ability to judge well, but not just the ability to discern the good from the better, but the better from the best. It's the ability to replicate the mind of God on the earth. And so, for me, these are the people who actually move the world forward. They're the ones who have their fingers on the pulse of innovation they are the disruptors who know how to read the signs of the times what are your thoughts on on that one bro i think the sermon is a great ability to have as a leader it's for me it's something that goes beyond just saying i can discern one from two i'm able to see beyond what is obvious i'm able to see where things are going i'm able to see beyond what everybody sees and can i get to the heart of the matter so what's the real cause what's the root and if I can see that and know where we're going with this, I can then go to the future and bring work backwards to bring that future to my present. That's what makes those people who, are, like you said, are disruptors. They change things because they know where things are going. Mm -hmm. They know what the root of the matter is. They know what the problem is and they can find the cause even beyond where it starts. So I can bring God's heart to the matter because I know how things are supposed to be mm -hmm. and I can draw that and bring it to where I am today.
Absolutely. And you know what's, I mean, ironic as we wrap up is the fact that I, I, I never actually thought about how all of these flow so cohesively together. Humility flows into your confidence. Confidence um, is, you know, born from your self-awareness, right? And, you know, vulnerability mm-hmm. allows you to be compassionate. Right. Um, as well as the fact that, you know, discernment then is, is really ultimately what holds the entire um, structure together. True. They all tie together very well. Absolutely. So, so I think for these skills, for example, like you said, for someone who's listening right now within the next six months or 12 months tell yourself okay you know what i want to start i'm going to start to be more humble or i'm going to take something i heard today on the podcast and be more of that thing in my life so i want to be aware of things around me i want to see the future and i want to begin to bring that that future to my present if you take some things you heard today and start to practice them more you will see your leadership grow you will see your strength level rise and people will notice something different about you for sure so i think these are great traits to have nobody puts them on any big plaque but if you have them and you bring them out i promise you people will follow you absolutely amazing and i'm grateful to um all of you who are listening uh please definitely hit the like and subscribe share this episode with others that you think might enjoy being a part of our tribe as well i wrapping up i want to just thank my brother dr febby dehosa for joining me today certainly look forward to having you on another episode later on in the year and I think um, for those who are listening today, please, this is our first episode or the first episode of, of the podcast. Go ahead and leave a review. It will make us understand what works and what doesn't work and will help us as well. Thank you so much. Those are my thoughts of the day. Do with them as you will. Blessings. <laughs>